0: The Denver Broncos 2023 NFL schedule is officially here. And while there's plenty of challenges for the Broncos schedule this season, there's also opportunity. We'll tell you about that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is officially here. The Denver Broncos 2023 NFL schedule is out. We know who the Broncos are going to play and where you get all that breakdown on today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos. Thank you so much, Broncos Country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Shout out to all the everyday listeners out there of the show. Make sure you subscribe or you follow for free on YouTube wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available, Lockdown Broncos, we have you covered every single day, all year long. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my good friend, my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, die expert, predominantly orange.com. Sarah, the Broncos schedule is officially out. We've known for a while who they're going to play, but it, it's really the, the mental gymnastics we play beforehand. Wonder where they're going to play. Who are they going to open the season up against? What is the games going to look like in the final stretch of the season for them? When's the bye week coming? And these are all questions we ask when we see that. Well, hey, you know what? Now we know the Broncos schedule is officially out. And Sarah I'll let you break the news here for those that may not know. Who are the Broncos playing in week one? Who do they open the season up with and where?
1: They open up the season at home against the Las Vegas Raiders, Cody. You'd love to see it. The Broncos have some streaks to end. In the 2023 season, right? They've got streaks going against the Chiefs, the Raiders, plenty of these teams on this list, I'm sure. It's been a lot of losing since Super Bowl 50, but you know what? The schedule release is a great reminder of renewed hope among Broncos country. And, Cody, I love it. I think it's a great opportunity to start the year at home against a divisional opponent, uh, against an opponent that, quite frankly, is going to look a lot different than you've seen in the past. No more Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Coming to town, coming to Denver, actually only the second time that Jimmy will have faced off against the Denver Broncos in his career, which has been uh, pretty lengthy at this point. So kind of a surprise the Broncos only played him once, which was last season, right? When the San Francisco 49ers came to town early on in the 2022 campaign. So starting things off with a matchup in division against the Las Vegas Raiders could play huge dividends over the course of the year.
0: Well, another thing as well, right, we'll go through the entire schedule, but I think everybody wants to know how many primetime games. Well, last year in 2022, Denver had the max allotted five primetime game slots, and unfortunately, they were not very good in primetime last year. But last year is over. It's done with. They have four primetime games this year. First one's going to come week six on the road at Arrowhead Stadium, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football Then week 10, they're opening things up against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on the road in Buffalo against Von Miller as well. That's going to be a huge one on ESPN. And then week 11, the next week, they'll host the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football. And then they'll close out the primetime slots of the season. Week 16, Christmas Eve, folks, you're going to have a game. The New England Patriots and Bill Belichick are coming to town and. uh, Will the Patriots try to play the Grinch, or can the Broncos save Christmas here for all of us after the debauchery (laughs) that was last year's showing at SoFi Stadium? I mean, Sarah, initially, your thoughts here on the primetime slate here for the Broncos to open up this 2023 NFL season.
1: Cody, my birthday is on November 15th. Why they have to schedule the Bills game on November 13th. Come on. I mean, my goodness. But the good news is Broncos country, right? Sean Payton, we got it. We can actually look at these trends. I feel like I think projecting a little bit with the trends that, you know, what is Sean Payton's record after the buy? Right, right. That's a big thing now because it's not just like, well, no, the Broncos stink. Who cares what the coach's record after a buy is? No, with Sean Payton, it actually probably kind of matters because he's good at preparing. He's good at coaching. Um, he's nine and six after the bye, Cody. So I think that's a little important detail there as we talk about going to Buffalo. Although Buffalo has a very good home record, and you know, I, I you look at that Chiefs game, Cody, the the first primetime game there of the season on Thursday Night Football. You just you hate to see the primetime game being in Kansas City. All eyes will be on the Denver Broncos. And Kansas City, very, very tough place to play. I looked it up. Over the last 10 years, Cody, the Chiefs are averaging two losses at home per year. Can the Broncos be one of those two teams in 2023 that presumably is able to beat the Chiefs at home? I don't know if that's going to be the case. We'll find out. But, man, it's a tough couple of games early on the primetime slate. Then you get the Vikings uh, the week after the Buffalo game, right? And then you get the late game against New England. I think those two games a bit more winnable on paper compared to the Chiefs and Bills. But look, Broncos have to figure out a way to beat Kansas City this year. We'll talk more about that. Whether it happens on the road or at home, I don't really care. But I, I hope it does happen at least one time. We'll see they can do it at Arrowhead.
0: Yeah. Can they snap the streak and look Broncos country. We have some awesome episodes coming your way as well. Later on this upcoming week here about the schedule, we're going to take a look at the Broncos versus some of the divisional opponents play in the AFC West. We'll look at maybe the structure of that. What storylines could be present. We'll look at the AFC East, the NFC North, all the teams that the Broncos is going to be playing. We're going to break it down a little bit further in some more specific episodes here later on in the week and locked on Broncos. But Continuing on with the the, the conversation and the talk here about the schedule release, I also think it's important. Where is the bye week? Well, we just kind of spoiled it a little bit. It is week nine because week 10, they have the Monday night football game against the Bills. And Sarah, I I feel like for me personally, covering the the team and talking to players like even last year, like I believe Denver's bye last year. Wasn't it week nine as well? If I'm not mistaken, it was was somewhere close like that. You want a bye to be a little bit in the middle point of the season versus like, I remember in Vance Joseph, I think it was his first or second year as head coach of Denver. They had like a week four or week five bye. I hate those because then you have such a long remaining stretch of the schedule there. At least at this point, it kind of differentiates, kind of splits it down the middle a little bit. I feel like this is fair. And look, Denver's got nine home games this year. They've got eight away games. There's truly going to be some tests here for this Broncos team in 2023.
1: There really are, Cody. And you talk about the bye week being in week nine. You look at the schedule, of course, when you play Thursday night, you're coming off a short week there in early to mid-October. So they play October 8th against the Jets. They play October 12th against Kansas City. That's a really tough back-to-back there. But then you do get those 10 days off in between. So they have the week nine bye week. They also have that kind of mini bye week, I guess you could call it, between October 12th and October twenty two. And then of course they'll have a bye week to in the playoffs cody i mean they'll be the number one seed so they'll have the the bye week in the wild card round so three bye weeks in total this season for the broncos and look i look at this schedule cody and i see what everyone else sees i see 17 and oh until we ain't baby so let's go it's, it's fun to be able to talk about these actual games and of course yeah just being a little tongue-in-cheek here we know the broncos are going 20 and 0 they're actually going to win the super bowl so I'm sorry to disinclude that there. (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. So I'm excited to break more of this down, Cody. I think the Broncos got a really good overall schedule. You look at the first half and the back half kind of mixing up those opponents that you feel like maybe you can pencil the Broncos in for victories on paper. Also getting those two chiefs games out of the way early. That means that late in the season, those, those games aren't necessarily going to determine things at the end of it all. They're going to be, in the early going, so you'll be able to know, okay, we already had our matchups against the Chiefs. How's that affecting our chances? It's going to be fascinating to see how that all unfolds.
0: Yeah, I know it is. And, and what games are we excited about seeing? In Broncos country, as you're watching along, as you're listening along the Lockdown Broncos, we want to hear from you. If you're watching on YouTube, comment which games you're looking forward to. And also tweet us if you're listening in your favorite podcasting places. Make sure at Cody Work NFL, at Lockdown Broncos, at Sarah Bedinger. We're always eager for your thoughts as well, but we're going to dive into which games. We're most looking forward to in the 2023 NFL schedule. You'll get that on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Bill Bar. And as you all know, the best tasting protein bar that is out there on the market today. Each bar contains 130 calories, 17 grams of protein and low in sugar. Not to mention the bars are covered in 100% milk chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. You could put them in the microwave and melt them down a little bit or You can even put them in the fridge or the freezer for an hour and you can get a little bit of a crunchier bite with Built Bars and you can get your hands on a box today by going to your local Walmart. Go to the pharmacy department. You can get a box of four Built Bars here today or if you want to buy in bulk, go to Sam's Club. Get you a box of 13 Built Bars or you could go to Built.com and check out the wide variety of flavors like the Built Bar, the original bars, and the puffs. You can check that out at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get you 15% off your order at Built.com. Built Bar, get in the game.
1: Well, just like Cody and I can't quite pin down our favorite built bars. How are we going to pin down our favorite games on the Denver Broncos schedule? The games that we're looking forward to the most here in 2023 Broncos country every day dayers, all the listeners and viewers out there. Drop it in the comments. What games are you looking most forward to seeing this season? Of course, we're going to watch every one of them and enjoy, hopefully enjoy watching the Denver Broncos again this year after some tough, tough seasons following Super Bowl 50 Cody, I want to throw it to you. What games are you most looking forward to? What games are you most excited about on this schedule? Now that we know the timing of it and that we know kind of what may be at stake in some of these matchups.
0: I feel like we can kind of go off script here for this one. Cause we kind of initially plan like which games like individually, but I feel like maybe we could break it up into like first half games. We're looking forward to. And then second half games. I mean, I think it's cool. Like, like the Broncos get to start off the season with two back-to-back home games. Obviously it's always big, When you open up against an AFC West division rival like the Las Vegas Raiders, usually we've always seen that matchup kind of be on Monday night football, but we're not going to get that this year. But it is going to be a 2.25 p.m. kickoff. And then they're going to host the Washington Commanders. I I feel like opening up with two games at home, if Denver can get off to a fast start, and let's say they can get two wins to start the season, hey, that's good progress, right? That's better than where they were at last year. I believe they were 1-1 and after two weeks last season. But can they go 2-0? and It's a whole nother conversation. But two home games, that's big. And it's also going to set the tail because, hey, there's two games out of the nine that you have at home that are knocked off the slate already, and you have eight uh, weight games afterwards. So, hey, it's a big stretch here. I'm going to say these two games to kind of really open the season could set the tone for the Broncos. When it pertains to the first half of the season, like what games do you have your eyes on here in particular?
1: Well, there's going to be a big red circle around that New York Jets game. Is it there? I mean, when Nathaniel Hackett comes back to Denver, former Denver Broncos quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that had never actually happened. Uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry, uh almost Denver Broncos quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I think that week is going to be so fascinating to be able to hopefully the Jets do media availability for the Denver media and stuff, Cody, so we can kind of get all sides of that story. I'm sure these guys will say all the right things, but I'd be fascinated to know from Hackett's perspective, you know, how what went wrong last season. We'll be able to hopefully hear from him. Of course, Aaron Rodgers likely to be available to the media talking about that whole off-season situation with with him and the Broncos and like all the reports of him wanting to go to Denver. Like, was any of that true, you know? And I'm sure he'll give... The answer that none of us want to hear, but I think just th- that anticipation leading up to that game, the Jets and the Broncos, is going to be absolutely massive. So I've got that one obviously in the first half of the season. I mean that one is circled big time uh, on this on the calendar because it's at home. It's kind of early on. You'll still be maybe you know three and one, four and zero, two and two. Who knows what the Broncos will be at that point in time? But should be a big game. It's only gonna. It's it's already gonna be their third AFC game of the season there in week five. So a big matchup for them. I think in the first half of the season, then of course you got to talk about those chiefs games, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you have two chiefs games in the span of three weeks, first one, prime time week six on the road. Then you go and you host the green Bay Packers. And then you're, you know, you host once again, the Kansas city chiefs for that second matchup, which is so weird because Denver has faced Kansas city predominantly toward the end of the season for the last few seasons here. So you get two of those crucial games out of the way, I think that's big, but also there's a game I feel like we have to talk about a couple games here. We might as well just name the whole first half of the season here, but the Miami Dolphins game in week three, look, it's going to be hot in South Beach in week three. So you're going to see former head coach Vic Fangio. You're going to see former Bronco edge rusher Bradley Chubb. Like there's some familiar faces. There's Jalen Ramsey there now, a new face there. It's going to be tough. But then in week four, you get to go to Soldier Field and the Broncos get to take on Justin Fields, who so many like feel like there was a split initially. In the fan base about Fields and whether or not they should have taken him versus Patrick Sertan, in my opinion, is still Sertan 10 times out of 10. I'd still take that even to this day. Man, just the storylines are going to be plenty for the Broncos here in the first half of the season. So let's kind of shift gears now to the second half because this is really going to be the most defining stretch depending on how Denver does in the first half. The second half doesn't get any easier. In your opinion, what is your second half game that you have your eye on here the broncos as probably the most intriguing one in your eyes
1: well i i mean i i don't want to not include buffalo in there right cody obviously that's the game coming off the bye week that's the game that i think is going to it's it's one of the broncos four nationally televised games it's the von miller broncos reunion we're going to shed some tears you know i don't want to overlook that game but i grew up in south dakota okay cody Everybody where I'm from is a Minnesota Vikings fan. And it is the most annoying thing to be a a Broncos fan amidst a bunch of fans. You know, all due respect to Vikings fans, if you happen to tune into this, who act like their team has a trophy case full of five, six Super Bowl victories. You know what I'm talking about? And so that's, you know, I, I circle every time the Broncos play the Vikings. It just gives me four years of like, Okay, the weight is off the shoulders. I know that I have bragging rights with everybody that lives in my hometown in South Dakota, right? So excited for that Vikings game, which, has, of course, as I mentioned, also falls on my birthday week. So I'll be celebrating, uh, hopefully, a victory uh, in that game. And, you know, I think that's one that I'm looking forward to in the second half of the season for
0: sure. One, well, I would have to say, maybe in the second half for me, it's going to have to be that Charters game in week 14 on the road, SoFi Stadium. Luckily, it's not Christmas, right? SoFi and The Broncos and Christmas aren't a very good combination, but that's going to be a big one because that's kind of where it jump starts where Broncos have a road stretch here to end the season, but you have to take care of business because toward the end of the season, your AFC West divisional games are so crucial. And Denver's going to play three of those AFC West games in the final six games of the season. So you have to really take care of business. If you have playoff aspirations, if you're in a place where you're winning games and maybe, Hey, it's close in terms of seeding and tiebreakers, you have to take care of business against these guys. So you will have that matchup against Herbert and the chargers in week 14. And then, Hey, you get to close out the final two games of the season, you know, one against the chargers on new year's Eve. And then you get to go on the road at the Las Vegas Raiders to end the season. So start the season with the Raiders. You end it with the Raiders as well. To me, I think that's the second half stretch I'm looking forward to seeing here for this Broncos team. I love
1: that Cody. I I do. And I I'm excited too, for this Houston game in Houston, I'm a big uniforms guy, right? I love the way the Broncos uniforms look in that Houston stadium. It's always, it always just makes the blue really pop for some reason, but also Houston, they have a number of former Denver Broncos on their roster, which kind of makes this whole matchup a little interesting, right? And you're getting CJ Stroud. You almost kind of wish you could get CJ Stroud early in the year, right? You don't necessarily want him figuring things out there late in the season and really starting to hit a stride. So I kind of I kind of have that matchup circled as well, Cody. It's kind of unassuming one of those ones that people may just kind of pencil in for the Broncos as a victory. But I'm looking at That's Houston's depth chart right now. it's a it's a tough team. They're a tough team. They've got some good players. and it, you know the the some of the specific former Broncos that they have, Eric Tomlinson, Andrew Beck, Mike Boone. Obviously, we didn't see this guy much, but Darius Phillips is on that roster as well. So, they've picked up a number of former Broncos over the last handful of years that I've seen. I've been watching them pick. I Royce Freeman was there, yeah. a number of other Broncos. So it's kind of cool that Nick Cassero, maybe he likes what George Payton is doing. Maybe he liked what John Elway was doing. He's picked up a lot of those guys. I think Isaac Yadam floated through there for a brief time. So we'll see how that matchup goes. But you get CJ Stroud a little bit late in the season for my liking, was kind of hoping the Broncos would get him early on in his rookie year.
0: And you get Will Anderson Jr. as well. And you know, hopefully Denver's offensive line is intact because, I mean, on the road, that is always a tough one, right? As as bad as Houston has been. Look, D'Amico Rhines, I think, can, can be a difference maker for them. And we'll see. We'll get into all the storylines in the coming days here and, and the next week here, Lockdown Broncos, as we take a look at the Broncos versus specific divisions and storylines. We'll dive into that on Locked On Broncos here for all you everyday listeners. But we want to ask you the question now, Broncos country, what is the toughest stretch of the schedule for the Broncos this upcoming season? Is it in the first half or is it in the second half? You'll get that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about our partnership with Sirius XM. If you're a daily Locked On Broncos listener, of course you listen wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube, but you can now listen to us every single day in the SiriusXM app. And once the NFL season rolls around, we'll do special promotions with SiriusXM. We'll jump on SiriusXM ourselves so you can get a preview of all things Denver Broncos as well here on the Locked On Podcast Network. While the Denver Broncos 2023 NFL schedule is officially out, what is the toughest stretch of the schedule right now for them on paper? This is a valid question to ask. So, Broncos country, as you're watching along, as you're listening along, let us know on YouTube or On social media, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. Now diving into this conversation and really kind of throwing this question to you, Sarah, I want to start things off here. When you look at the schedule, for me personally, I believe the entire schedule on paper, I think it looks tough, right? I think there are so many different things in terms of logistics, in terms of travel. And I think you also look at maybe who you're playing, when you're playing them, and going into this right now, we don't know, like, what are some of the storylines that are going to impact Denver? Or, You know, what kind of injuries might they be dealing with? What injuries might the other teams be dealing with that they're going to be facing? These are all unknown, so it makes everything a little bit more intriguing. But for me, I think it's a tough schedule on paper. How are you feeling? What What do you think is the toughest part of the 2023 schedule here for the Denver Broncos?
1: Well, I agree with you, Cody. I think any schedule you look at across the NFL is going to be tough until we know, like, you know, there was, I can't remember, there was one year where the Kansas City Chiefs felt like they were playing everybody's backup quarterback for like seven weeks in a row. I can't remember what year that was. If anybody knows, drop it in the comments. But yes, of course, every team is playing a renewed optimism, I guess, for every fan base right now. So it's like, oh, they made some good moves this offseason. They could be much better do you expect these teams to be a little bit better Then, Of course, I think the Broncos were in the top half in terms of strength of schedule based on last year. But all, all these teams are different, so we'll see. I think the toughest part of this schedule is, in my opinion, it's pretty. It's a pretty big no-brainer here at the beginning of the year. We touched on it already on October eighth. You play the New York Jets at home. You travel four days later to play the Kansas City Chiefs on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. Then you come back home in ten days. You sprinkle in a little. Maybe a, maybe a bit of a gimme putt, maybe like a five-foot putt there, the Green Bay Packers coming to Denver. And then a week later, you host the Kansas City Chiefs before the bye week. So in the month of October, Cody, after you travel to Chicago on October 1, you come back, you got the Jets at home, you go face the Chiefs on the road on a short week, you play the Packers and the Chiefs at home to finish out the month of October. Two matchups in three weeks against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, That's tough. And then you play Rodgers the week before that. So to me, that's the toughest stretch on the schedule. And I think that's where the Broncos are really, they're going to need to start hot with those games against Las Vegas, Washington, Miami, Chicago. You're going to have to win three out of those four to give yourself a little room for error before you hit the bye.
0: Yeah, and I think that's probably the stressful part of looking at the schedule on paper. It's like, hey, if Denver doesn't, you know, let's say they go two and two in their first four games. It's like, okay, well, now they really got to take care of business against this tough stretch. If they're, you know, below 500, it's even more concerning. You know, if you're up 2 0, you know, to start the season after the first two weeks, maybe you feel a little bit better. You have a little bit of cushion room there, but man. That is a tough stretch. And also, I think kind of placating into that, while I think yours is absolutely probably the toughest stretch of the beginning part of the season, and it could be the most defining stretch of the entire season for them. I think ultimately for me, you look at the month of December to close out. I mean, Denver's got three straight road games that they'll have, and then they're also going to close out against the Patriots, the Chargers, and on the road at the Raiders again. So a lot of road games in that final stretch for the Denver Broncos you're going to have to take care of business. And look, you've got, as we mentioned, three of those final six games are going to be against AFC West division rivals. And then it's not going to be easy. You still have to go on the road at Detroit. We don't know when, or it's going to be on one of two dates there. We don't know what, what television broadcast is going to be on, what time it is going to be set for yet. I think those have like flex possibility for them that and the Raiders game. But Man, I, I think that's going to be a very, very tough stretch for them because if Denver's above 500, they have a chance to either compete for the division, they have a chance to compete for the wild card. I mean, your, your room for error is very minimal in those final six games. And look, hey, Bill Belichick is always a good coach. No matter how New England has looked as of late, he's always going to have them ready to compete. And they've added some pieces to their team as well. I mean, there's so many things to look at here for the Broncos. Conference play, division rivals. I think the final six games of the season for Denver is going to be tough. In my opinion,
1: it is. And that's a great point about playing those three road games in a row. That's that'll be tough for any NFL team, right? Especially when you're talking about having to go, you haven't won in Los Angeles for a bit. Uh, I think that the Broncos have, at least in in terms of when Justin Herbert has been there, I think they've split it exactly in half in terms of winning at home and losing on the road. So that's, good. that's a tough one to sandwich in there with Detroit. In in Detroit in December, I know that they're there's tough. no weather factor there, but they're a good team. And that at that point of the season, it's like, okay, where is is their running game going to really be rolling? Because that's something we know. They invested the first-rounder, Jameer Gibbs. They brought in David Montgomery. They ran the ball exceptionally well last year, got one of the best offensive lines in the league. So that's another team that's like, ah, do you really want to play them late in the season? Not really. I like the fact that the Broncos only have on the schedule currently, though Cody, two 11 a.m. Mountain Time starts. I think that's a big, big thing. They had, <laughs> I think they had five or six of them last year, and it was just too much. It's, it's too much. And that Lions game, it, it has the potential to be a Saturday or Sunday. Like when we talk about it being a flex option, it looks like the NFL is keeping it wide open in terms of we could play this on Saturday, could play on Sunday, could play in the afternoon, could play Sunday night. You know, we'll see but I think there's there's a lot going on there at the end of the season in terms of those three road games and sneaky road games at that, at Houston, at Detroit, uh, at the Chargers, of course. it's that's a, That is a tough stretch right there. And that's one of those things where, like you talked about, the defining stretch early in the season, I think that's going to be one of those stretches of play late in the season that's like, all right, are you a playoff team or not? Because if you're a playoff team, you better be winning two out of those three games. Like, you better be better... Than Detroit, I don't care how good they are. You better be better than Houston. I don't care how good CJ Stroud's looking as a rookie. If you're a playoff team, which I, I believe they hired Sean Payton to become a overnight playoff team, they pay, they're paying him as such as at least as far as we know. I think that's got to be the plan, right? You got to go in believing you can win every game, understanding that those situations late in the season, you have to have to have to win the games that you're supposed to win.
0: How much of a difference maker can Sean Payton be here in this situation, right? Versus Nathaniel Hackett and a first-year head coach last year, inexperienced. Sean Payton is just there. There's a different level to him. He's been in this position before. He's helped turn teams around. Can he help turn the Denver Broncos around in 2023? Broncos country, how do you feel about the Broncos 2023 NFL schedule. Make sure you drop your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube in the comment section, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting providers, you can always tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Sarah Bedinger, at locked on Broncos. That'll wrap up today's episode of the show. The Broncos will hold rookie minicamp Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I'll be able to attend Saturday's practice here as media gets access to one practice out of the three. We'll have you covered with a complete recap on Monday's episode of of Locked on Broncos. We'll see you then, Broncos country. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. And thank you for making us part of your everyday experience. Locked on.